1: And now, and now, back to Hale Varsity Radio. Back into it, it's Hale Varsity Radio, powered by Cornhead Logger. Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbel, uh, one of our favorites as we talk Nebraska football, longtime coach at Nebraska, Ron Brown with this Director of Player Support and Outreach, also part of the uh, analyst team with Nebraska. Coach, how you feeling, man? Signing day, that finish line. Is, well, might be with inside anyway. How are you?
0: I'm doing good, Smitty. Uh, just as you mentioned your name uh, Elijah and and yourself, Smitty, I thought. You know, that sounds like a good recruit, Elijah Schmidty. Sounds like a really, sounds like a five-star, man, to me. Right? I, I think it sounds like a guy that have two
1: left feet and would be generally unathletic, but a heady guy, a guy that plays the game the right way. Uh.
0: Well, we could go we could go the Dane Todd route, which, which we always felt like Dane Todd, our former fullback, present doctor, uh, could go Todd Dane or Dane Todd, but right? it's really Dane Todd. We could go Schmidt, Elijah. That's not a bad name
1: either. I, I have I have yet to find anyone on Earth that has the first name of Schmidt, but I'll I'll keep looking. <laughs> but yeah, as Elijah touched on, Elijah was the uh, the the high school standout at, at Lincoln Southeast, starting left tackle for for two years. as yeah. I learned this morning could throw up three hundred on the the old bench press under just a little just under. under. I meanwhile I was disappointed I could never get there. I meanwhile turned to my my asthma inhaler three hundred times during Pee Wee football practice. So. <laughs> Uh but I appreciate it. It all that. comes out in the wash, Mitty. You're both sitting behind the desk now doing the same thing. So it's uh-huh. all cool. Yeah, talking about it. <laughs> like it. Coach, how how was the year? I, I wanna touch base with you on just this this year one under under Coach Rule, just the experience, the joys, the, the ups, the, the downs. Just kind of lay it out for for Husker Nation. How how the 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 experience was man you've you've been a part of Nebraska football uh, and I you know f- for decades plus and you've seen different staffs and this uh this group this staff this this team brought a lot of fight to twenty
0: twenty three yeah I really enjoyed them and you know I don't think you really begin to appreciate the sport and this process until you really look past uh oh, I've been here a long time, and I've been doing this for a long time, this is my 30th year here at Nebraska. But I think you lose something when you start looking at things in clumps. Mm -hmm. But when you look at people individually, when you look at staffs individually, when you start, uh, when you're still in the mode of always learning, and I'm always pulling out my pad and my my pen, old-fashioned, old-school pen and pad, and I'm writing things down, I hear Coach Rule say, uh, I'm, I'm observing the staff, the youth uh, of the staff, but also the you know, the relatively extensive experience for a youthful group that the staff's had, the, the places they've been, et cetera. And I'm still learning a lot, and it, intrig- it, it intrigues me. I had a lot of fun, just to say it uh, as briefly as I can. I, I had a lot of fun this year learning and growing. There were some ups and downs. Um, you know, the, the, the wins and losses, the way we lost, uh, sometimes it was exciting, sometimes it was a downer, uh, but but I'm still learning, I'm still growing, and I'm um, trying to breathe uh, counsel into others, but also breathing in counsel from others. Mm-hmm. So I thank God for the wisdom that I keep learning, and uh, the role that I have, uh, I've really enjoyed Coach Rule, uh, he he and I, uh, I thought, really I really felt like I hit it off really well with him in terms of uh, what I mean by that is I, I'm getting to know him mm-hmm. and the, the time that we spent together I really appreciate it so yeah it was a it was a great year and I'm looking forward to much more and I think we've taken a great approach uh, for the future.
1: Ron Brown with us here on Hale Varsity. Coach you, you touched on getting to know Matt Rule I think that is a major emphasis for just from the outside looking in and just to you know sit down with him at media days. But I think that's a, a monster strength just being able to communicate but but get to know. He it sounds like it looks like he makes an effort to know his entire football team.
0: Yeah, he's definitely a gregarious man. And and, he, and he's he's able to put his arm around people and connect and uh, he's able to cry with players and coaches. He's able to laugh. Um, he can talk about a variety of uh, subjects. He's, a very, he's an extremely well-rounded football coach in terms of not only the ability to be a CEO and to direct an, an organization, but he's coached about every position on the field. So he has something to say about each position uh, through experience and drills and techniques and and mindset and and all of that he comes from a program you know when when i back here in the 90s the years we were winning national championships uh he was playing at penn state in the mid 90s and um i know just from being around that program a lot i used to work their camps and um almost went to work myself for joe paterno uh years ago decided to stay here but uh, Joe Paterno ran a, a ship that was very similar to Nebraska. You know, they they valued hard work. They were an extremely aggressive, tenacious, tough team. Uh, they battled you to the end. They they appreciated the walk-ons. Uh, they they had a great strength and development program. You know, all those kinds of things. Extremely well coached. They had an older coaching staff, a staff that stayed with them uh, a long time. Uh, they were perennial. Uh, the top 10 contenders every year. So he comes from that, that physical style football where fundamentals and foundation, um, mm. morals and character uh, are of high value. So, so I appreciate that about him, but I also like the one-on-one time that I had with him, you know, he and I involved in Bible study together each week. Um, and uh, a lot of good conversations about football during the course of the year, each week, each day. Uh, so, it was enjoyable for me, and uh, and and I think what I really admired about him the most, uh, as much as anything, is his um, willingness to get Coach Osborne over here and to spend some time with Coach Osborne, still wanting to grow, still wanting to learn, and uh, the humility and the modesty that he extended to Coach Osborne to to sit and and learn from. Uh, arguably the greatest coach that's ever coached, Tom Osborne, uh, at least today. It's
1: Coach Ron Brown with us here on Hale Varsity Radio. And Coach, I think the the closest thing to an inside look that Husker fans got this year was the rewind series that came out every single week. The pregame speeches and the week of preparation kind of highlighted on a week-to-week basis. Do you get a chance to see any of those? Is that an, an accurate representation of what you saw around the program? I'm, I'm a technical nightmare,
0: so I don't watch any <laughs> of that stuff. I mean, I don't, I don't. even know what you're talking about. with <laughs> you, no offense. No, I really, I really don't get to, to hear those things on the on the all the all the little things that go on. Uh, but I'm in the locker room, so I hear the messages, and maybe that's what you talk about. What I hear live, what's said to the team, um, and uh, and I take a ton of notes, um, and I always look forward to Coach Rule addressing the team because uh there's so there's nuggets in there. There's things that you can you can take and uh take to the bank with you. So, you know, I, I think maybe an analogy that I would have for our team this year and how he presented himself to, to our football team, I would say again it, it's an old analogy, but you know, you can you can give a man a fish or you can teach a man to fish. And I think that he did the 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 latter with us. Um, I think he was more concerned about not just did we get a win but are we learning how to win and that's going to be more important down the hall than any anything you know coach Osborne was like that he was very much concerned about did we do the processes of what it takes to be a winner not just to get a win here and there but but to learn how to win and uh, that's what I appreciate about Matt Ro this year.
1: Ron Brown few minutes with us at tail varsity radio recapping a bit of 2023 as uh, signing day looms and it's also portal season and coach I, I want to look at just how injured the offense was and it and it didn't matter Nebraska was still in every game and speak to the the development the prep that went in uh not just on the offensive line or or the wideouts, but, but quarterback and Nebraska had some certain skill sets that, that were better fits for some of the players. And I'm looking at quarterback and Nebraska's willingness to implement some option and use a guy like Harburg's legs for five wins this season, or get a guy like Chuba ready uh, for the, those final three games. And, you know, uh, a lot of teams take, uh, take hits injury wise and they're not the same Nebraska Still was uh, right down to the, the end of the fourth quarter in, in all those contests.
0: Yeah, in- injuries are tough to deal with, obviously. Um, but I think what really uh, helped us this year was the way Coach Rule structured practice um, enabled us, even with these injuries, to get repetitions to the younger players the backup players that started off at the beginning of the year. A guy like, for example, Emma Johnson got a lot of repetitions uh, early in the fall camp and uh, through the spring because of the way Coach Rule structured the practices. And so there was very little guy, very little, uh, little. Uh, you, you didn't see very much uh, guys just standing around on the sideline. Most everybody was getting a lot of reps, which was one of the old school things that we did back in the 90s we had all our players involved. I mean, it was constant movement. Everybody was, was involved repetitiously throughout the uh, practice session. And that's really important, you know, because on, not only on offense did we have some key injuries, but, you know, our safeties. We had two two uh, starting safeties that were out for a good portion of the season um, on defense. And we had, a, I thought, our, in, an exciting year on defense. Our, our defense played really well. Um in, in, in spite of the, the injuries at key positions, um, because of the repetitions that our players are getting on both sides of the football, uh, it enabled us to stay in in the games. Uh, granted, you know we we uh, we we didn't always um, play with just massive, you know, just great discipline all the time. There were times we put the ball on the ground too much. There were times that we had untimely uh, things that took place. Mm-hmm. Uh, certain situations that were reminiscent of, of even years prior to Coach Rule coming in. But again, there was sometimes it takes a while to get all that stuff out of your system. Uh, I think just by our players playing more in practice and being more situationally oriented during the practice sessions as well, and going through these games, uh, we've gotten a head start on uh, a new and improved Big Ten. And as much as you didn't think that the Big Ten could improve. <laughs> uh, it's it's going to get even better, I think, with uh, with all the new talent coming in as well.
1: Quick timeout. More with Ron Brown. Hale Varsity continues, powered by Cornhead Lager. And now, and now back to Hale Varsity Radio. Ron Brown, few minutes with us at Hale Varsity Radio, recapping a bit of 2023. You mentioned the defense, and, man, the, the D was fast. It was physical. It hit, and uh, guys were ready uh, for those moments. The defense did, did great work a lot of this season.
0: Yeah, they did. And, uh, again, they, they moved around a lot. I think uh, Coach White did a great job of, you know, uh, not always looking the exact same all the time. You know, there were different looks. Um, our players bought in. They played with uh, a lot of, uh, I think, reckless abandon. More people showing up to the party on defense, uh, less individual tackling, more game tackling. Um, you know, it, uh, I'm sure you know these defensive coaches would tell you that. Oh, we could have done some better at this, that, and the other, but we did make uh, quite a bit of improvement. Uh, we were in ball games um, for. Just about every game because of our defense, Um, just being able to uh, not only hold up, but you know, particularly as the season went on, making making plays uh, as well and turning the ball over. So uh, it was all good. And and, yeah, there were a lot of people that questioned, you know, the structure of the defense coming in because it seemed new, and people wondered. When you hear anytime you hear three, the number three (laughs) on defense, you wonder, oh, in the Big Ten, all these big big groups of players, you know, a number of multiple tight ends and big offensive linemen, you start to think, uh-oh, that, that doesn't sound good. It sounds pretty sparse back there. It uh, doesn't, doesn't, doesn't look like the middle of the defense. is going to hold up. Uh, but our guys played with reckless abandon, and uh, our up-front people went through some injuries as well. We had young guys come in, and, and I thought uh, Terrence did a great job with those defensive linemen too, some of those young guys. Um, But all of them, Coop in the secondary, uh, Rob with the linebackers, um, uh, Tony uh, you know, calling calling the defense. I I thought they did a great job on defense, and they had their share of injuries as well.
1: Ron Brown's with us. Coach, you you talked about the Big Ten. No divisions anymore, but you have SC and UCLA and Washington who's in the playoff, and, and of course Oregon was on that doorstep, and... It's already a rugged league in the west you've got your your east uh, stalwarts in Ohio State Penn state uh, of course and yeah there's Michigan that's really really good so uh talk to me about life in the big Ten in, in 2024
0: well you know it it honestly it's it's in my opinion been the best coach conference in college football um, and I know not everybody would like to hear that or necessarily agree with it but it, it is really well coached. I mean, the A gap is handled. The B gap is handled. The C gap is handled. You don't see a lot of blown coverages. You don't just see guys running wide open down the field. You have to work for everything you get in this conference. I know just from being an offensive coach in this conference, it's never been easy. And now you add the skill level um, and the physicality of some of these teams don't think for one minute that Washington, for example, isn't a physical football team or Oregon, you know, or, mm-hmm. or UCLA, USC. Uh, that the, These teams are, uh, they're not uh, pushovers. We used to think, you know, oh, we'll go play Miami in the orange bowl back in the day in the nineties. And they're just all about speed. Well, we got there we played in those games. We realized they weren't just about speed. They were physical. And oftentimes teams who are fast tend to be physical. Not always, um, but, but you, you, you'll see that the physics are greater. Physics are, are, are at, at its highest, we know, when, when speed is involved. So just getting people to the party, people showing up, some of the things that I hear uh, about some of these teams, what they do in the offseason with uh, athleticism and, and so forth, uh, he watched these teams on TV, the little bit that I've seen on television of these teams and they, they look like they'll fit in this conference, uh, very well. Uh, and it won't just be on speed and athleticism. They'll be able to bang with you as well.
1: Coach, we're in one of the busiest times of the year for a lot of college football staffs is a lot of them gear up for bowl games. It's early signing day next week. The transfer portal is open. And, uh, I just want to get your thoughts on the transfer portal as a whole and kind of how it's developed over the past couple of seasons.
0: It's part of the it's part of the chemistry now, and uh, so my my greatest hope, uh, and this is what I'll say. I'm not going to speak specifically on it and where we're at and where everybody's at with it. Just um, just my thoughts. I always want our players and our coaches and myself to understand that uh, much of what's going to get accomplished in this world, no matter what you do, whether it's football or if it's carpentry, or if you're a house mom listening, or whatever it is that you do, you're going to need resiliency. You're going to need the ability to hang in there um, when it gets tough. And there's two tests that you're always going to have to pass. One is the test of adversity, and two is the test of prosperity. Because if you cannot handle adversity, in other words, if, if somebody says, hey, Ron Brown, if I knock you out of that chair that you're sitting in right now, that's that's on me. That's my that's my that's my fault. But if I come back here tomorrow, Ron Brown, and you're still laying on the floor, yeah. that's on you. That's your fault, bro. You got to get up. You have to be able to t- pass the test of adversity. You have to be able to have enough resilience to bounce back when your world gets crushed, when it doesn't go well for you individually when maybe you're not starting and and maybe, uh, you know, you didn't get enough wins or people are breathing down your back, the media, the social media, everybody's breathing down your back, you've got to be able to be strong in your own skin, inside out. But the second test also, prosperity, is, is look, you can't just strut around and be too cool for school because a couple of good things happen to you. You have to keep fighting and battling and maximizing your talents. And so you have to humbly approach prosperity and teams that, that, you know, there are some teams that never seem to lose against teams that they're supposed to win. And it's because they're not beating themselves with, you know, Hey, I can kind of ease up now because we're hitting the score or we had a great game last week or the fans are adoring me or this out of the Uh So, um, uh, being able to pass those two tests, adversity, prosperity, I don't care what kind of world we live in, if it's the, trans, uh, the transfer portal world or the, uh, the NIL world or this world or that world, all that stuff's going to float around, come in and out. But you better be heavy on the truth of adversity and prosperity. If a man can't handle that, um, then it, it doesn't matter how what the structure is. Uh, he's going to have a difficult time. The grass is not always greener. There are times when you have to be a second-teamer or a third-teamer and learn how to fight back and bounce back. Some of those greatest comeback stories that we know um, are some of the most thrilling, most inspirational things in our life, and the things that we'll go back one day and look back historically on the greatest moments of our life won't be where it was just me trying to get my way all the time and bouncing from here to there to somewhere else to see where I'll land. Uh, and, and, and maybe I'll be the guy. It will be the fight crews. It will be the the Brook stories, and it will be uh, guys who have to fight back from things and um, uh, and and learn what it means to to um, uh, to be circumstance free, not circumstance based. So that's that's my feeling on it. Uh, we can have whatever we want, transfer portal nil, but as long as those ingredients inside. Are at a premium. Um, I think that's what's important.
1: And now, and now back to Hale Varsity Radio. Ron Brown with us, uh, Director of Player Support and Outreach with Nebraska, longtime coach with the Big Red, and uh, part of the analyst team with uh, Nebraska. Coach, we'll end with this. You laid out uh, super important points with adversity and prosperity. Have you seen Coach Rule? Get the team ready with both of those, um, with 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 both moments as uh, he moves forward into year two. Well, we certainly had personal examples
0: of both moments this year. You know, we had a we had a, a cycle there where we won three in a row. We had a cycle there where we lost multiple games in a row. You know, we had our adversity. We had our prosperity. He got to talk about that a lot. He does a great job talking about. it. I mean, he is. Keen insight on those kinds of things. And uh, I think just his growing up years in his home, um, uh, you know, dad was a pastor and, and, and he, he was from New York City where there's a lot of things happening in New York City, bouncing all over the place, and you have to be really a circumstance-free guy. I know that's originally where I'm from as well. But, but he also, again, was in a program where he was raised in the football world with guys like Joe Paterno. Um, guys who uh, you know who uh, forced you to say look um, you got to take this stand the chin and you're gonna get challenged and you this is going to be some of the toughest moments in your athletic world what are you going to do you're going to just quit you're going to just give up and and I'll say one last thing and coach rule and I have talked about this and I know he stresses this with the team but there's nothing worse guys than a guy who quits before he quits follow me for a minute. He doesn't quit the team, but he's quit inside. I'm not I'm not saying that that was characteristic of a lot of guys on our football team, because I don't think it was, but I think he addressed that thing this year. And, you know, it's very easy when things don't go your way, particularly late in the fourth quarter, game after game after game, and it's very easy to start to quit before you quit. Something, as soon as something bad happens, it's like, uh-oh, here we go again. That, and that's that, that, that demon haunts everybody in life, all of you. You guys, what you guys do, there's stumbling blocks along the way, places you can call them mental blocks, whatever you want to call them. Maybe it's a, you're, you're, benching, you're trying to get to the 300 bench press deal. You kind of were talking about that earlier. And for some reason, you're stuck on 295. And every time the word 300 comes up to you, there's a little gulp in your throat. That says, "Oh, that's where I I always fail." Well, you got we got to learn how to conquer those places, and we got to learn not to quit without quitting, because you can show up and check the box that you were there, but if you quit inside internally, then you're just going to go through the motions and, and continually experience the frustration of that. So those are things that he he addresses diligently throughout the year. That's why. I'm confident that our football team is learning the process of how to win.
1: Ron Brown with us. Coach, you have a great Christmas uh, and uh, holiday season. We'll get caught up again. Thanks for a few minutes talking some football with us.
0: Merry Christmas, guys. God bless you.
1: Thank you. Got to love catching up with Coach Ron Brown. Great insight on 2023 and, uh, of course, that, that adversity and prosperity. Talking point. Could be a lot of prosperity in the world. A five-star for Nebraska this weekend as uh, Dylan Raiola Day commences tomorrow uh, with his arrival at Nebraska. We'll be there to, to talk the recruiting weekend and much more. Nebraska Pit shortly, and we'll be uh, back at you tomorrow with Hale Varsity. Powered by Cornhead Lager. Thanks for listening. A Huda Media Production.